Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From Headstuff Studios in Dublin, welcome to Mother Folklore, a podcast of words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I'm Tara Gaucher. I'm Emer Duffy. And I'm Bader Quibonic. And I'm delighted to have you all with us today. It is unconditional, my delight, for having you all here today. Under what circumstances would it be conditional? Would it be conditional if, if we weren't nice to you, for example? Um, I would say now that I would invite you on my podcast if you <laughs> I would invite you on my podcast if you spoke Irish and were funny. I'm neither of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kid. No, you're only joking. Your Irish is okay. Sorry. <laughs> hey Okay. You would be Ryder if you spoke Irish. Yeah, that, that is something you could say to somebody. Um and it wouldn't I've often pulled that line in coppers you would be right here if you spoke Irish yeah, yeah. come back uh, <laughs> come back to me when you're, when you got a shave or two yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the poet and uh, educator and the founder of the bilingual poetry night rec uh, invented the term the Gael corn uh, which is when you instantly become attracted to someone you weren't attracted to before because you find out that they've got Irish yeah it's like oh I think I've got a bit of a Gael corn <laughs> Like, oh, I it's didn't realise that he corn. had Gaelga. Oh, best well. word I've ever heard. Wow. <laughs> I like, it's relatable. It's like when you find out that like Brendan Gleeson speaks Irish. Oh, well, he is mm. kind of sexy in a sort of a... So it's it <laughs> Give me that ginger bear sort of a way. I feel like Patter's questioning everything here at the corner of the studio. I feel <laughs> I like we need to just cut his mic and just... And just, just, let so me, just let me be with myself and my thoughts use, for a while. To use the, the Inish Graw um, terminology, I just feel there's a bit of a connection if someone speaks Irish. <laughs> is there... Is, I haven't watched Love Island. Inish Graw. I don't know what this Love Island you speak of is. Yeah. I sp- I've only watched Inish Oh my Inish God, I never, I never put two and two together. And Inish Graw. Love Island, never yeah. mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ilan, Ilan and Graw, Inish Graw. Um, no, I, like, I mean, I, I get that there's a program called Love Island, but beyond that, I don't get the reference. I haven't seen it. I don't know. For Christ's sake, the World Cup has been on. I know. Around about the same time. I know. I, wait, Not wait. really. Love Island is nine o'clock every night. I didn't know that. Also, I'm like... All right. I've, anyway, I'm in my mid thirties and I'm a kid. I, I go to bed at nine o'clock at night. Like. Bearing in mind that people can, people can often listen to podcasts months and months after they're recorded, and will have no idea what what, what current television programs are. <laughs> we have no are. idea what a World Cup is. <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, but I don't know. What's, what's important is though we are going to broach topic today. This is a topic that a lot of people have asked us about for a long time. And I decided that now that the show has been running for a while, we can finally broach it. Now that people have an idea of what motherfucker lore is and isn't, we're going to talk about the Mo Kanilok. Yeah, it is sometimes 
And recently, Alan McGuire, the presenter of Juvenalia, was was curating the Motherfuck Lord account on Twitter. And, and can I interject and say he did an excellent job. I really, really enjoyed it. He spoke about his personal journey on Duolingo. He spoke about his own sort of relationship with the Irish language within the education system, which is his own context for it. It was a, a really, really great uh, curation for a week. Really, really enjoyed it. I think so too. I, I was I was really happy in that and, and I knew he was um, wary about um, speaking a bit of Irish or using a bit of Irish online because he was concerned with his ability, but he gave it a stab and it was... I think sent out a really good message to other learners and I was delighted. One of the points he made was that it wasn't so much that the Mokinilk is difficult so much as it's it often is learned at the point when people start giving up at Irish. That that gap, that overlap between secondary school and primary school. Yeah, it's um it's it's kind of the last thing taught at primary school level, or at least it should be. The last grammatical uh, piece of Irish sense. Emer has, has just thrown out the Universal Studio sign for you deal with this one, Patter. She's just grabbed a Haribo and started eating it. So she's she's chewing away from the microphone, <laughs> so they can't pick it up. They have they have to cut my mic, so I can't yeah. talk. <laughs> Which is yeah, sound nice one. You're welcome. <laughs> so I would be delighted to answer this question, but I'm too busy eating my sweets. Eating a Haribo, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, kids and grown ups love them so. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the Mo Kinelock has this reputation as being this big scary thing and the fact of the matter is um, the only reason it has that is it's the thing that people hear about and don't quite learn because they've given up on learning Irish at that point and, and when we sat down with Ellen when you and I Derek sat down with Ellen and Alan from Juvenalia we talked about this idea that you learn you actively learn how to speak Irish in primary school mm-hmm. and when you get to secondary school there's and understanding that you've learned it all, now it's time to start reading poetry and writing essays, and and that, and there's that, that that sort of between those two stools sits the Mokanee look. So while it's a very very simple, it's a really really simple grammatical concept. In many people's minds, it's that big grammatical concept I was never able to get over, or I was never able to learn, or I was never mm. taught properly. So it's this big scary thing. I mean, when we were talking about this, when we were sending sort of WhatsApps to each other, it's like, yeah, I think it's time to tackle the Mo. I was yeah. like, stop trying to make the Mo happen because there are so many different Moana in Irish. Yeah. There's the Mo Ardahuk, the Mo Fahituk, and they're way more difficult than the Mo Canilach. Oh, that's the Mo Sizzlach. And the Mo Sizzlach. There's <laughs> an A1 Simpsons reference, and there is a shitposting group online that is going to love you for it. But I fear that not many people are going to get that. Uh, hopefully one, one or two. <laughs> but, okay, so, um, the yes, the, calling it the Mo is, as an abbreviation isn't great, but one of the reasons I, I'm particularly delighted to be joined by you both today is you both also have an additional European language to English. And we're both class. And you're both, both class, class. Yeah. 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 It's always a bit more stylish when the Perrys arrive. You're damn right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're currently killing it, style-wise, killing it. Slaying the game. Slaying the game, no yeah. less. Mm. But yeah, Emer speaks Spanish. I, I speak do. a little bit of German, and they have conditional tenses as well. But like, but to be fair, English has a conditional tense, so this shouldn't sound like rocket science to well, anybody. This English with with the future tense and the conditional in English, there's uh, there's there's the adding would or will, and as opposed to it doesn't exist it's not a grammatical function it's the addition of addition. they add an extra verb to express different tenses yeah well I mean English is a you know notoriously it, na- lazy language yeah it's a, English is a funny one to use as kind of your marker 
when it comes to conjugating verbs because mm-hmm. it's not it's not heavily inflected. You don't get sort of a different word for each part of the verb. Let's say you don't get a different word for each conjugation. Mm. Um, so it's it's a difficult one to use as your kind of your, yeah. And your if you're coming at it from the point of view as a native English speaker, you've also just never really learned how to do the conditional sense. It just makes sense inside your head exactly mm-hmm. to say if I win the lotto. You know, if I won the lotto, I would be happier than I am now. Mm-hmm. Just just makes more sense to you, you know. Uh, whereas, you know, to in Irish, yeah, Damu Ohing and Cranachar Nashunta, which is the essay title everybody gets for the Leaving Cert. Cadi Yenha Damu Oha and Cranachar Nashunta. Damu Ohing and Cranachar Nashunta, Veng of Adnisa Soft and Almer Thomas. It's. You know, uh, okay, makes sense to me, but yeah, conjugating is probably so, a little bit tricky. You've got to put a little bit of effort into learning it, but no more than learning the I'm sure Katja or the I'm sure Oshinach or the I'm sure Lahruk, as, as mm. you should do when you're putting together those building blocks of a language to put into your toolkit. The most famous user of the English, I guess, conditional tense, um, the, uh, the English monk Neil could be Beyonce between if you liked it, you should have put a ring on it, but also the song If I Were a Boy. I remember actually, shout out to. Miss Darrigan, if you are listening and if you're still in the ISK back down in Kerry, um, she came into us. I was only in maybe third year at the time. She came in and she was saying in her previous school that to teach the Mokanealuk up on the board, she had everyone translate bits from If I Were a Boy by Beyonce. So they learned the Mokanealuk and I thought that was brilliant. Shinji brought up Beyonce. I reached for the Haribos. That was my sign for Emer, you go get those. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the... When you look at, say, if I were a boy, and this is all, she lists off the various things she would do if she were a boy. So this is the thing where the, where the, which like makes. she get paid a fair wage. Paid she wouldn't get whistled out in the street. And this is the. She wouldn't have to fight for rights to her own body in this country. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's, these are, these are the things. And this is where the, I suppose, the, the Mokunilakui comes in and that there's two parts of a conditional sentence. In which case you have the the condition that if I were a boy, and then you have what the bot. Um, I am just hoping you're building up to some big TG Lurgan style translation of if I were a boy, and and I'm gonna love it because I bet your singing voice is glorious. <laughs> I don't want to know. I um, don't want to know. Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's like I'm in mass. Yeah, you, you, was that you, not pop music? You, you, you went very mass style there. Right. Yeah, it sounded a bit like I was in mass there. But the, <laughs> okay. Is there so, much Beyonce at Mass these days? I don't know. I haven't been in a while. <laughs> right. so, so there are two parts. There's I a would, condition. I would go to I Mass would... if they were playing Beyonce. Yeah. There you go. Rang your Afrin. Yeah. Da Shainachshid. Da Shainadish. Beyonce. There we go. Yeah. looks done. We'll see you next week where we'll be talking about Hello. My name is Amazon Spindle. I'm a podcaster. Podcaster, yeah. That's the. Okay. That's the one. We got it? <laughs> Hi. Wait there. Hi, my name is. Ha- Hi. Hello. I don't know why I'm sounding American. Hi, I'm Alison Spittle. This is my actual accent. I present the Alison Spittle Show. You can hear that every Wednesday on the. Every. Not every Wednesday. Don't, don't be too keen. You can hear that every second Wednesday on the uh, Headstuff Podcast Network, which you can hear on headstuff.org. Thank you.
the reputation that um, the reputation that the Mokanilk has as a, as being difficult. You you obviously better speak German, and you know you speak Spanish. Both yes. both of these languages have both of these languages have conditional tenses. They do. Yeah. Without yeah. without getting too deep into it, because uh, maybe just give a give a, a survey <laughs> or a an amuse bouche of the conditional of these languages. Well, in German, in German, like German being a very structured and logical language, um, it's uh, you know unlike English, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense. You have two key building blocks to build a conditional sentence in German. You need to um, change the uh, the verb yes. uh, in, in use, and um, so, for example, it would be better if I were richer. Would be is vera besser, wenn ich reicher wäre. So what you end up with is um, changing of the structure of the sentence by putting the end verb um, all the way back to the back of the sentence in the second subordinate clause. Uh, you use the uh, conjunction vein, um, which would be if or uh, you know where I richer mm-hmm. in this instance, and then and you have this the uh, the uh, specific grammatical tense for the um the conditional mode which is um vera is vera better instead of as is better it is better so okay. so uh, you know it is better because i am richer mm-hmm. um would be as uh, is better weil ich reicher bist but as is vera besser wenn ich wenn ich reicher war is um it would be better if i were richer so i'm not sure if that makes an awful lot of sense to a native english speaker because again in english it's dead simple you just sort of put in a would and mm. an if and we have a tendency particularly in hiberno english but in spoken english around the world to sort of soften the conditional tense because we don't say you know realistically in dublin if you and i were sitting around the pub we wouldn't say it would be better were i richer mm. and we'd say if i was it, it'd be better if i was richer yeah you know, um, this is all just a big plea for money, by the way. So my GoFundMe page <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> no. The link to my PayPal. <laughs> <laughs> PayPal.me forward slash poor <laughs> Anyway, uh, in Spanish, I know people can be very uh, definitive in Spanish, but sometimes they can make say something that has a condition on it. Yes. So the Spanish conditional tense is quite similar to the Irish in the extent that it inflects into the verb. Okay. Um, so it's not like, let's say, in English where you would say I would or I should or whatever. Um, it's you inflect this ending into your verb. So um, obviously then with Spanish, you've, you're breaking down your, your verb endings into the last kind of two letters of the verb. So you've got AR, ER or IR verbs yeah um so um let me see hablar would be to speak so that ends in ar so that's an ar verb and then creer is to believe and that ends in er so that's an er verb and then i don't know what's the another one uh vivir is to live that ends in ir so that's an ir verb so based on the last two letters of your verb you then know your verb endings which you would inflect inwards and then that is that is how you make your conditional tense oh yeah it's very very exciting. That is exciting. Um, which which is very similar to how you do in Irish because exactly. you conjugate and so uh, to to go back to our core text, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, if I were a boy, Knowles, uh, mm-hmm. uh, two thousand and I don't know what year she wrote it. I'm trying um, to cite it like an academic probably text. Probably like 
2013 I believe, beforehand? Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, that was 2007 because that was the famous song, or that, that double single was the famous song that, we were, that Kanye West went on stage to um, criticize Taylor Swift for not deserving her award. Mm, that says maybe, but it was October 8th, 2008, it was released on the album Sasha Fierce, Beyonce's third studio album. Oh. Uh, thank you, Wikipedia. Come <laughs> good Vicky page. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, back to the core text. Okay. Uh, Patter's actually lying. No, he knows Knowles, all about Sasha Fierce. Um, mm. He's only pretending to be using Google right now. Absolutely. <laughs> because yeah. this is not a visual mm. medium and you can't prove otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> to go to. So. <laughs> exactly. You can't. You can't even see me dab. Uh, <laughs> if I were a boy, I think I could understand. Mm hmm. So in Irish we say if I were da meng da meng if I were a boy da meng im a vocal da meng im a vocal if if you were a boy da meha in the vocal if he was if he were a boy which is kind of a reductive and redundant sort of a way of describing things but da meh she in the vocal and if she were a boy da meh she so you you conjugate the verb. You mm -hmm. conjugate the verb, but you do it in a specific tense. The Mokanilok, the dreaded, scary Mokanilok. And it's not that difficult. It's not that. It's just an ending, really. It's and an ending. It's a beginning as well, yeah, because you use, you use da, yeah. da fada, uh, which is sort of one way of saying if in Irish. Uh, and then you use an oru. Okay. So, uh, and, then, and then you use the same, uh, like you use the same... Mode the same the same sort of I'm sure the Mokini look uh, for the second verb in the sentence in the other clause, which in this case is I think I could understand. Um, so hiapum gomeng inan a hishkent hiapum gomeng inan a hishkent hiapun she gomech she inan a hishkent gomech she gomefa inan a hishkent gomech mud no go. So you just you just conjugate the verb in a certain way. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's a bit more like the Spanish than it is the English or the German, really. Yeah, I was going to say, because you're not, um, like, the, obviously the way in English that you would indicate that you are discussing kind of like a concept or whatever, that it's a conditional, you're saying, I would. So you've got that clear indicator right there before the yeah. verb ever comes into the the scene. You know, I would win the lotto if I paid my money this week or mm. I would kill someone if they touched your hair I was going to say ate my last biscuit but okay let's go that extreme uh, <laughs> <laughs> hold on ate my last biscuit isn't extreme it, it is but I mean alright whatever whatever let's let's not go, get bogged down in these things um, whereas, all I'm saying is he deserved it and he's dead so we just need to move uh, there on there we go and mm -hmm. nobody eat my biscuits whereas when you're discussing kind of like with the Spanish language mm -hmm. like you're you're hearing the start of the verb and you're like oh, what's going to be are we looking in the past tense we're looking in the future tense we're looking in the present tense we're looking in the conditional tense and it's not until like the end where you get that kind of like way we know what we're talking about now mm -hmm. it's conditional the big reveal the big reveal yeah there's like a drum roll in the middle of the verb and then it's like hey verb ending yeah. so and we say you mentioned parallel, we say da for f not ma so it's, it's yeah well ma is a way of saying it in a in a different tense like you know what I mean well, ma ta ukrasert if yeah. you are hungry yeah. da mech ukrasert if you were hungry so, you know, we've got we've got different levels of conditional. Um, mm -hmm. Now, in the Mokini look, in the conditional tense itself, 
uh, that's always da da me chokersert hurting uh, I would give you food were you hungry I would give you my life were you hungry but not he the last wouldn't biscuit not, he would not take my last biscuit I'd give you my last Rolo that's that's what I'd do for you pal <laughs> Jesus. There you uh, go. That, uh, do people still you? eat Rolos? Yeah. Yeah, Rolos are class. They're fab. I, I just haven't seen them in a while. I've always liked them. It's because Patter's eating them all. <gasps> yeah, it's true. All <laughs> the last, only the last ones. <laughs> I eat yeah. the last one out of every packet. And just leave, yeah. them, leave them in the Circle K. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the last one. Yeah. But sooner or later, if you keep picking at the Rolos, they all become the last Rolos. That's true, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it depends. Anyway. Do you remember the years ago they were giving out, like near Valentine's Day, they were giving out like, like my a last Rolo, Rolo, a single Rolo in a gold box. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was like, so you could give someone your last Rolo without having to eat an entire packet of Rolos. That's adorable. A mm. lad actually once bought me a packet of chocolate hobnobs. So there we go. An entire packet of chocolate hobnobs. An entire packet of chocolate hobnobs. He just knew the way to your heart. He did. It's actually probably the only thing that a lad has ever gotten me. But there we go. There we go. It was it was very well appreciated. I'm sure he's not listening, but if you are, thank, thank you. And ever since then, you've been so protective of biscuits that you're driven to murder <laughs> yeah. when yeah. someone eats the last one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So Emer would kill you if you ate the last biscuit. It's like the Don Hall on on Riska Yernuch. Waroch Emerhu. On Hobnob Dernuch. On Hobnob Yernuk. Oh, of course. Hobnob Yernuk. Hobnob being, of course, Bueninskanuk. Feminine. <laughs> if any of. Blas na Hobnibwe <laughs> being the genitive case of Hobnob. The taste of a Hobnob. The taste of a Hobnob. Blas na Hobnibwe. And if so, any of the mother folklore team appear like to be murdered in the next kind of few months, I just want to say right now it was not me. <laughs> I didn't do it. Get your alibi in early. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Hobnob Hyakloide. Hobnob Hyakloide. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I I don't know if Hobnob's masculine or feminine, by the way. But it just, I was thinking that. It's much, much nicer. There's an old, um, there's an old trick I got out when, that I was taught by a university lecturer years ago. He's going to kill me now for giving away all his secrets. But uh, what somebody, if you ever mix up, like... Coming from an English-speaking background where you don't have masculine, feminine uh, nouns, and even if you do, mm-hmm. they don't have an influence on any other words in the sentence. So there's no shavu in English. So, so if you mess up and you accidentally put a shavu on a word you shouldn't have said, so you, let's I say, would kill you. Let no, no, no more killing. <laughs> I can't the killing. That is end. a grave offence. <laughs> I can't the killing end. Let's say, for example, the word car, which is furinchkanuk, right? But you mm-hmm. accidentally say on har instead of on car, and somebody corrects you on it. You can just turn around and go, "Oh, you put that, you know, sgeiltuk tashi buninchkanuk sgeint." Like down in the down in the gaeltuk, it's 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 usually feminine in spoken Irish. Oh wow! And you can get away oh. with murder that way. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. I don't know. Yes, I got that. That's gonna be my pin tweet now. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm letting in yeah. everyone but on my secrets. Better, yes. Yeah, you've got to. Uh, we've got. We, we owe your your lecture a great debt of gratitude. Yeah, I, I'm not even going to name and shame him because he'd be so embarrassed. That him that or her, or her, because they'd be so embarrassed. <laughs> they would be embarrassed <laughs> if. <laughs> if I were to give away all their secrets, vech noira orhu da durhinga mach the ruin erfad. Can I just pay Padder to like follow me around and translate everything I say just in a more dramatic, like sense behind me? 
I think that's only fair. Only in the Mokanilic, though. Only when you use the conditional tense. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, Patter's going to sit behind me and work now the next day, and I'll be on a conference call. And, uh, like, that that delay that you sometimes get in a Skype call, I'm just going to blame it on that. But, in fact, it's Patter just translating everything that I say behind me. Class. Fantastic. Still yeah. waiting for you to say something conditional, and then I'll just. I would in. be very happy if that Zing on the horse, the Domech, Patter, Gastrum, Achuid, Aberty. Very good. I feel like there should be like a fire lighting in the background and it should be like dark and stormy outside mm. and, and the doors will like burst open and there's like patter but it's like a rural Irish cottage and he's like tracked me down to like translate what I've been saying. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the most disappointing ending to a Mills and Boone novel ever. Wearing... And he translated everything I said <laughs> from that day on. Class. Wearing a wool jumper made out of turf. And nothing from the waist down. <laughs> exactly a, what you're wearing now. <laughs> just a beard to cover your shame. My <laughs> beard's not that long. <laughs> so, um, do we have any other conditional uh, conditional views? I was thinking, and I've mentioned this before, that you know, in English we tend to think of the, with grammar, after you get to the, the, the tenses that have ghosts named after them in A Christmas Carol. You can get into trouble, obviously, you think past, present, and future. And once you get beyond that. But then I realized uh, Father Janine, our old pal, and then uh, Father Janine. Tr- yeah. Oh, trans- my good buddy. Translated A Christmas Carol into Irish. And he didn't add an extra ghost for the Mokini look. Yeah, because it's not that big a deal. You know, this is the one thing that we've been trying to hammer home yeah. maybe over the entire lifespan of this podcast today yeah. is that these big scary ghosts, the Tishel Geneduk, the Mokini look, these, these, they're, they're just not that vital. They're not that important. And once you do get around to cracking them, they're not that difficult. And it's just the, the sort of the, 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 the place they occupy as a bet noir uh, in the collective psyche of the 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 one-time aspirational Irish learner uh, means that they're just this big scary thing that nobody wants to approach. But at the end of the day, they're a lot more like the ghost of Christmas present in A Muppet Christmas Carol. Just lovely and friendly and nice. <laughs> Question for you, right? Yes. You can take one film, any oh, yes. film. Okay. Right? And you have to, you can replace the entire cast except for one human actor with Muppets, and the whole film has to happen the way it, way it does. What film is it going to be? I'm going to go with Lethal Weapon and Danny Glover. So brilliant. Brilliant. So, so like, basically, he's got a mad Muppet as. Yes. Ah, that's pretty fun. This one's tough. I want to come up with something like mad obscure, and I really want to say, like, Fatal Deviation. <laughs> <laughs> Fatal deviation with just Mikey Graham from Boyzone. As exactly. Yeah, <laughs> cutting up cocaine with a Tesco club card. <laughs> uh, filmed in 1998 in Trim. It is Ireland's first and probably only full-length martial arts film. Yeah. And it's all up on YouTube. I would highly recommend you all go watch it because it is the most iconic thing that I've ever watched in my entire um, life. And, I mean, it's, it is absolutely, it's the, it's the Citizen Kane of Irish cinema. Without a shadow of a doubt, it's, it's, it's Ireland's number one best kung fu movie. You made yeah. me look bad, and that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> quotable lines, quotable lines. You know what film I'm taking for my Muppet remake? What? I'm taking Reservoir Dogs, and I'm leaving Steve Buscemi. Steve Class. Buscemi? Yeah, I'm leaving Steve Buscemi in, and everyone else is played by Muppets. Even Mr. Blonde. 
Yeah, yeah, especially Mr. Blonde. He's probably going to be Ralph the dog. <laughs> There's a thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Steve Buscemi on his own, surrounded by Muppets, reenacting Reservoir Dogs. That's just my dream. That's and You know what would you, be... You know, like, why I'm, you, know, you know why I'm saying this? Wait. Because the Mokini, look, the conditional tense, all films would be better if they were Muppet films. Vech gach's gone on these far, though mechshid in a Muppet's gone on. Would Muppet not be like Muppet? Muppet. It would be Muppet. Well, in a Scanane Muppet. We know from MC Muppet. We do know yeah. from MC Muppet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. One more. Vech gach's gone on these far, though mechshid in a Scanane Muppet. The Snapper. Oh. As, on an all Muppet version, except for. Sharon Curry. Sharon, yes, of course. Yeah, Brent, and baby Georgina when she comes. Well, yeah, if she had a Muppet baby, that'd be freaky, because obviously, obviously, well, no, Georgie, I mean, obviously Georgie, Georgie, Georgie Burgess is going to be a Muppet, so she could have yeah. a Muppet baby. It could be a half Muppet. I think, oh, yeah, Gonzo. it raises a lot of questions. It raises a lot of questions. No, 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 Georgie Burgess isn't going to be played by Gonzo. <laughs> okay. No, Gonzo is pure and Gonzo is nice. It, actually, now that you mention it, yes, yeah, like, Gonzo would be all wrong. Yeah, Sam the Eagle. <laughs> Sam the Eagle is Sam Georgie Eagle Burgess. As Georgie Burgess, yeah. That's a terrifying thought. A1, Sharon. Good girl, Sharon. <laughs> Is that film Alien? Alien. Yeah, yeah. Alien with um with Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. <gasps> who are you who are you leaving in? It becomes a lot less scary is when the, if yeah. the alien, the alien is that's licking her face yeah, is it, made it, out of plush. It would have to, it would have to be Tommy York who be the yeah. human one. Actually, no, John yeah. John Hurt who looked like Tommy York when he's younger. Of course, John, John Hurt. Yeah, yeah. I just oh, it could, in that film, I always think it's Tommy York when I'm watching. <laughs> maybe, sorry, maybe, lo- maybe Love Actually. <gasps> Who are you leaving in? Oh, Alan Rickman, obviously. No, no, no. no. The Portuguese uh, housemate that um, <laughs> Watch McCalla falls in love with. Um, oh, Colin Firth is obviously Fuzzy yes. Bear. Yeah. <laughs> Or Notting Hill, but leave the Welsh guy. What's the Welsh guy's oh, name? Oh, Reese Fans. Yeah. yeah. Reese Fans, leave Reese Fans. He's surrounded by mother. He wouldn't even yeah. notice. He wouldn't even notice. It'd be it would be, yeah. I want him to have his own feature film. Reese Fans? Yeah. He made Twin Towns, which is a good movie. Yeah, but Welsh I want it movie. to be like Notting Hill spin off. Oh, right, you want yeah. to be that character? Yeah. Uh, a spin off. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think Notting Hill was that good. I don't think it was in spin off territory. Like, I know, but good. he was brilliant. He was good. Like, comic yeah. Relief. Anyway. Okay. So I would enjoy that if I were to see it. There, there you are. One thing, Tanavashin Dalvekinge. So, I think we've all learned a lot today, <laughs> or probably not. I think we've all learned a lot today, and I want to thank um, Patter anywhere coming along and giving me their unconditional attention and <laughs> contributing so much. And so, until the next time, it is a slon for me. It's a slon, Wimsha. It's a slon for me. Catch you next time. Hi guys, it's Emer from today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you would be so kind as to uh, give us a nice uh, like, give us a rate, give us a share, give us a comment, send us some nice things. Um, you can catch us all on our individual Twitter pages or at the Irish Four or at Mother Folklore. Um, you can also email us. We are um, motherfolklore at headstuff.org. Thanks to Brian, our producer. He always does a great job 
every week. And thanks to Kirsten for doing our snazzy artwork. A new episode of Mother Folklore comes out every Friday, so be sure to catch us next week. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. And then she says, oh, towel. Oh, my name's Derek and I'm a VHI customer. (laughs) Oh, my ears are sweaty. Oh.